0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll also support you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app. we are also support you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Use the promo code SGP at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We'll also support you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to stablejewel.com and get started today. Also, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer. At SGP Soccer. Also, follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. The BetMUFC podcast will be where I am exclusively covering the Manchester derby so to get my coverage on Manchester United travelling to Manchester City for the Manchester derby along with my lean for the game you need to listen to the bet MUFC podcast also follow the twitter account for the lockbetting.com site that is my premium sports betting service it's at lockbetting.com that's at lockbetting.com the pin tweet at Lockbet and Com will always be the PL for the previous month. So make sure you have a look at that. We are currently with the month of January as the pin tweet. However, that will be getting replaced after the weekend by the month of February. And February was the 105th month in a row of transparent tracked profits. So if you want to get involved and be a part of month number 106. Make sure you sign up for the service. com takes you through to a Patreon site. Now, Patreon's great because it allows me to be transparent and tracked. You can look at the posts. If you go and look at that PL that like I told you to look at, you can see all the members have commented on it. There's no way that that could not be true. There's no way for me to take plays away that lost or add plays that I didn't put out. So it's 100% transparent. You can see from the comments from my members, and those comments can be left on every single post. That's the positive. The negative is, is that Patreon bills you as soon as you sign up. So if you wait to sign up, and I'm telling you to really get it done here at the start of the month, because if you wait to sign up, you'll be charged as soon as you sign up, so if you, charge, if you sign up on the 10th, you'll be charged from the 10th, and you'll only get 21 days of the service, if you sign up on the 20th, you'll only get 11 days of the service before you're charged again on April the 1st, so get the maximum amount of it, and it's a huge, huge month, we've got domestic soccer action, we've got Champions League in midweek, we've got Europa League in midweek, we've got international football this month, we've got a UFC card, we're going to be covering the UFC on the fight show, last time we had a UFC pay-per-view, We swept it for over three and a half units. We have boxing. We have tennis. We have all of this stuff going on. An AEW pay-per-view, WrestleMania coming at the end of the month or at the start of next month, but we'll be putting plays out towards the end of the month. So, 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 so much going on, not just to mention that, but the NBA as well. We're making money nearly every single night. We've played two nights of NBA so far this month, and we've won both of them, and we've won easily and convincingly. So if you want to be a part of the service that has delivered this and be a part of the journey for month number 106, en route to nine years in a row of transparent track profit, nine years undefeated, not a single losing month. It's all real. It's all there. It's all tracked. And you can be a part of it by heading over to lockbetting.com now let's move on with the EPL this week's slate begins at twelve thirty with the game between Leicester and Leeds where Leicester are the four to five favorites it's 16 to five on the draw and it's three to one here on Leeds this would be of particular interest in my opinion to American fans because Your American, your fellow American, Jesse Marsh, is taking over as the Leeds manager. He is the three to one underdog to win his first game in charge, and unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case. Now, as you guys know, I'm a firm believer in the new manager bounce, but I just don't think they're going to get that bounce here. In fact, I think that Leicester are the ones getting the bounce with Jamie Vardy coming back into the team and immediately influencing things in the game against Burley. I don't think there's a team in the Premier League that miss a player more than Leicester miss Jamie Vardy. Now, I could have argued at the start of the season that Liverpool massively missed Mo Salah, but they did really, really well while he was away at the African Nations. And I can go through all the Premier League teams. Obviously, City don't miss anyone. They're able to take players in and out at will and rotate weekly. I don't think that um, Man United can, can really say that they miss anyone in particular. You can make a case for... Uh, for Kane and Son at Tottenham but I think individually they're not as strong as Jamie Vardy I don't think they make the difference that he makes yes they're better players and they're worth a lot more money to transfer in but Jamie Vardy really does invigorate his team and I think he'll lead him to a home win here on Saturday I think there'll be goals along the way. So, rather than Inch taking his money line play. You can tack on the over two and a half goals. Over two and a half goals independently is too juiced because it is available at one to two minus 200. That's because over two and a half goals has been a winning bet in 16 of Leicester's last 20 games in all competitions. And there have been at least three goals scored in 11 of Leeds' last 13. Leeds have lost five of their last eight trips in the league and have conceded at least three goals in five of their last six. So, I'm going to go for Leicester to pick up a win here. They're going to be inspired by the fact that Jamie Vardy's back. He scored a goal and an assist against Burnley in midweek, but do also look at the goals here in this game. It may be worth going up to three and a half goals because Leeds have lost their last three Premier League games with over three and a half goals in each of those games. And uh, last that here, eight of Leeds, last nine Premier League away games have ended with over two and a half goals. So all the reason in the world to tack that on because I do think this will be a high scoring game, but I also think that Leicester will be winning it. And I think Jesse Marsh's first game will end in a defeat. Up next, we look at Aston Villa versus Southampton. This is the first three o'clock kickoff where Villa are the 13 to 10 favourites. It's 12 to five on the draw and it's two to one here on the Saints. I like both teams to find a net here in this game but my strongest lean would be on Southampton to avoid a defeat. Steven Gerrard's reign at, at, uh, at Aston Villa has gone somewhat backwards. You could argue that Villa may be in a better position or in an equal position had they kept Dean Smith. Now, obviously Gerrard has got more points now than Smith and had a very good start as the manager. Plus, he's attracted Philip Coutinho, Philip Coutinho and Luka Dinia. And I don't think Dean Smith would have done that. But when Dean Smith was sacked, he did have a load of injuries and he was the manager that got Villa into this league and kept him up last season. So you could argue that it was slightly unfair, especially when you look at Villa's points tally and how they've played as of late. And it's for that reason why I like Southampton to get something for this game. Villa are winless in their last four home games, drawing two and losing to, whereas Southampton are unbeaten in their last seven overall and have won their last three straight although Southampton haven't managed a clean sheet away from home in nine straight games but they have scored 10 goals across their last five league away trips so I do like goals in this game I do like both teams to score them but ultimately I like Southampton to get something here from this one up next we look at a game here between Burnley and Chelsea where Burnley are the 13 to 10 underdogs it's 16 to 5 on the draw and it's 1 to 2 on Chelsea Chelsea having a pretty bad week with the knowledge that their owner, Roman Abramovich, is selling the club because of everything that's going on in Russia. Now, there's going to be a lot of this in the Premier League this week with um, the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. All the clubs are going to pay tribute. I can talk about it, but I don't really want to go too deep into politics. What I'll do is I'll talk about it for a little bit at the start of the midweek show because we have less games in midweek. We're going to be covering the Tottenham-Everton game as part of the midweek slate. Then we also have Norwich versus Chelsea, Southampton versus Newcastle, Wolves versus Watford and Leeds versus Aston Villa. So five games in midweek and we'll cover it there. And um, it's good that Chelsea and Newcastle are playing because they're the two clubs who have mainly been involved in the controversy. We have controversial comment from comments from the Newcastle owners and uh, obviously we have the controversy around Roman Abramovic. So I'll address that when I have less games to cover. We have a full slate to cover here in this show minus the Tottenham Everton game and uh, minus the Manchester Derby. So we have eight games covering the show, just five games in the midweek show. So that's where I will get a little bit political don't like to do it but I will talk about the the situation slightly and if I think it's fair or not fair what's happening with Chelsea and Roman Abramovich as for this game I think Chelsea will grind out a win and I literally mean grind out a win because I think this is going to be a low scoring game I think Chelsea are trying to accumulate as many points as possible as soon as they can so they can turn their focus to the Champions League they are still in the FA Cup but I think the Champions League will be the priority and if Chelsea can win either the FA Cup or the Champions League I think that will re- Obviously the Champions League will represent a good season But I think a good Champions League run Let's say Chelsea get to the semis accompanied by a league cup final accompanied by let's say an fa cup win let's say they win the fa cup and let's say they finish third in the league i think that would represent a very very good season for chelsea off the back of winning the champions league last season as long as they then move on to actually challenge next year because i don't think they've challenged for the title as many expected this season moving back onto this game i do think they'll win it but i do think it'll be low scoring i think chelsea to nil is a good player 13 to 10 But my stronger lean for this game is going to be on under two and a half goals, which is available at four to five minus one twenty five. Burnley have failed to score in four of their last six games at home and have lost two of their last three home games. Chelsea come into this with five clean sheets in their last eight eight. So they are improving again defensively and they have three wins in the last four in all competitions. They also have two straight wins in the Premier League without conceding and are aiming for their third Premier League win in a row. So I think Chelsea to Winton is a good play, but under two and a half goals is my stronger lean and that one is available at four to five minus 125. Up next we'll look at Brighton versus Newcastle where Newcastle are a 2-1 underdog. It's 11-5 here on the draw and Brighton are the 6-4 favourites. Brighton are in terrible form at the moment. They had a period where they were drawing a lot of games and people were saying, oh, if they can just convert their chances, they just had a top striker, they'd be here or they'd be there. Well, they've gone totally off the rails at the moment and they've had some very bad defeats, including a 3-0 drubbing at home to Burnley. They've lost their last three league games without scoring a goal and have lost four of their last five in all competitions, whereas Newcastle now are moving away from the relegation conversation having won four of the last five league games I don't think they're going to be anywhere near the conversation at the end of the season and I think they could win this game I like them as a pick given the recent form of the two sides I think the wrong team may be favoured in this game and I'm going to take Newcastle to win it in the draw no bet market or as a pick as I said and that one is available at six to five plus one twenty the next game is a relegation six-pointer between Norwich and Brentford, and we are getting exactly the same odds as the last game, where Norwich are a two to one home underdog, eleven to five on the draw again, and Brentford are the six to four favourites again. I agree with, I, I disagree with it again. I think we have a live home underdog here. And I'm going to take Norwich in the pick market at exactly the same price I took Newcastle. That's 6-5, plus 120. I think Norwich find a way to win this game. Ultimately, I think both of these teams are going to go down. I do think somehow Leeds will get out of it. I'm not necessarily sure that Jesse Marsh is the right appointment. But I do think Leeds are good enough to get away from it. And I also like Burnley under Sean Dyche. To find a way to once again escape relegation. So... I think this is troublesome times for Brentford. They have lost eight of their last nine games and have lost five straight away trips. Brentford have also conceded at least twice in each of the last nine away matches, whereas Norwich come into this in better form. And I like praying Brentford. They have won four of the last six meetings between these two, which, of course, stretch back to the championship as well. I think these are troubling times for Brentford. And for me, right now, the three teams that came up will be the three teams that go down. Even though Norwich are one of those teams, and I'm taking them here as a pick to win this game, as uh, at the price of six to five plus one twenty, same price as Newcastle, all the same odds as the previous game. The final game from the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday sees Wolves at home to Crystal Palace, where Wolves are the thirteen to ten favorites. It's twenty one at ten on the draw. It's twenty three to ten on Crystal Palace. Wolves have had a little bit of a dip, which has taken them out of the Champions League conversation. I don't think they'll be back in that conversation. For me, they were never really in the conversation. But mathematically, they were because they were in a good run of form. They were up there, especially off the back of winning away to Tottenham since they squandered that lead against Arsenal when they were 1-0 up against Arsenal they have been moving in the wrong direction including a 1-0 loss to West Ham in their last outing so they need a win and I think they'll get one here against the Palace team that would have been delighted to qualify for the FA Cup qu- FA Cup quarterfinal and to draw Everton at home so Palace have a real chance of getting to Wembley and in the league they have absolutely nothing to play for they are completely safe they're not one of the teams involved in the relegation race And therefore, I think this could be a letdown spot for them and a must win spot here for Wolves. Palace have lost four of their last five away trips to sides above them. And uh, Wolves have won four of six home meetings with teams below them. So you've got two teams here who statistically do something similar. Palace lose the teams above and Wolves beat teams below. And that is the situation here for this game. So I like Wolves here on the money line in what I think will be a low scoring game. I think Wolves will grind out the win, but that's consistent with what they've done. All but two of the hosts win this season have come by a single goal. Final game on Saturday is the late game as Liverpool host West Ham. Liverpool are the 1-3 to three favourites to win it. It's 5-1 to one on the draw and it's 19-2 to two here on the Hammers. I think this is a terrible, terrible spot here for West Ham. Liverpool played in midweek like West Ham, but Liverpool were playing at home to Norwich and managed to rest most of their key players. West Ham decided to play all their key players. Now, they were coming off a win against Wolves and in this spot, in the FA Cup with this game coming up at the weekend with their top four hopes somewhat reinvigorated and with a massive game against Sevilla on Thursday, many people expected them to rotate. In fact, it was Southampton who rotated more players than West Ham. Yet West Ham still lost the game away to Southampton. So that's a massively disappointing result. And they're in a huge look-ahead spot. Liverpool in a look-ahead spot as well because they are playing against Inter Milan. But Liverpool were 2-0 up from the first leg. And Liverpool's primary focus now is going to be on the Premier League because out of nowhere, they are banged back in the title race. Once they win their game in hand, if they win their game in hand, they're down to just three points behind City and they still have to play Manchester City. So we genuinely have a title race, but in order for that to happen, Liverpool need to keep winning and I do think they'll win this game against West Ham, who may be looking ahead to a huge game away to Seville in the Europa League and I think the winning the Europa League represents West Ham's best chance of a trophy and getting into the Champions League as well. Not only that, but they're getting Liverpool here at the worst time. This is a revenge spot for Liverpool, who lost to West Ham earlier on in the season. West Ham always seem to lose to Liverpool, particularly at Anfield. Liverpool have scored 31 times across their last 10 clashes with West Ham. they come into this having won six straight league games, scoring 18 times. They've actually won 11 straight games, if you include the Carabao Cup, as a win and not a draw. Whereas the Hammers come into this having failed to score in all but one of their trips to top half teams. So really really bad spot here to West Ham. Uh for West Ham, sorry, and I feel like Liverpool will win this game very very comfortably. I like Liverpool on the Asian handicap line at -1.5 and that one is available here. Even money as I think Liverpool take West Ham apart in the late game on Saturday. Final game we're going to cover here is on Sunday, and it's Arsenal away to Watford. Let me remind you why we're not covering the last two games here. The Manchester derby between Man City and Man United is covered exclusively over at BetMUFC. And I've chosen to do the Tottenham-Everton game as part of a small midweek slate. So that's Tottenham versus Everton on Monday and four other games on that podcast. And that will be released on Sunday. So make sure you check that out. So moving on to this last game, Watford hosting Arsenal, where Arsenal are the 8-13 favourites. It's 29-10 on the draw, and it's 21-4 here on Watford. As a Man United fan, I need Arsenal to start dropping points, but I don't think this is going to be one of the games where they drop any I think this is primed for an away win. Arsenal are actually in very, very good form. People didn't really notice how good a form Arsenal were in the league. But in the last nine games, they've picked up 22 points out of 27. Winning seven, drawing one and just losing one. Now, that was somewhat overshadowed by the fact that they lost... In the Carabao Cup semi-final to Liverpool. And they were shockingly eliminated from the FA Cup in the third round by Nottingham Forest. Prior to that game, they lost a very, very controversial game to Manchester City. They then had all of that cup chaos with the two-legged semi-finals. And the FA Cup third round game where they lost to Nottingham Forest. They had a postponement against Tottenham, which is a very, very controversial postponement. So they barely played league games in January. And then since they came back to normality, they've actually won three straight league games. So what that does add up to is 22 points Out of the last 27 and a load of games in hand, which puts Arsenal in prime position to qualify for the top four. Now, as I said, I want them to start dropping points, but we have to be realistic. This doesn't look like a game where they are going to drop any. Watford have lost 12 of 14 meetings with sides in the top half, which unfortunately didn't include Man United, who drew 0-0 to them the visitors as i said have taken 22 points available from the from the last 27 available sorry arsenal have won 4 of the last 5 clashes with bottom half teams and arsenal have won their last 3 games by a single goal so they are grinding out results they are making comebacks they won at home to Wolves from being 1-0 down going into the last seven or eight minutes. So this is a team who are in very, very good form. This is a team who are getting good results. This is a team who believe in themselves. And this is a team who are the favourites to qualify for the top four. And if they're going to drop points, we're going to need them, I think, to drop points in a game which isn't this one because I think Watford are going down. I think Watford don't score enough goals. Even against Man United, they showed no attacking intent. They, They came for the point and they got the point. But I don't think that's going to be good enough here. When you're at home, the onus is on you to attack. And I think when Watford do a try to attack this Arsenal team, they are going to get opened up. And I think we see a comfortable away win. So I really like the price here as well. Arsenal 8-13 to win the game on the money line. Don't need to overcomplicate it. Don't need to look for Arsenal to win to nil or to add goals to it or anything. I think Arsenal on the money line 8-13 is enough here for this game, the Sunday game between Watford and Arsenal. Closing out with your lock on the show Difficult weekend to take a lock, not because there's loads of possible locks on the table, but because there's very little to choose from, especially when you're looking at a one-unit play. I narrowed it down to two. I did like the last game we just covered. Arsenal have 22 points out of a possible 27 from their last nine games, and they look like they will easily cruise past Watford. But I've decided to go with Liverpool on the Asian handicap line. Liverpool always win against West Ham. We need them to win by two clear goals. And at the rate they're going with the win streak they're on and the goals that they've scored, I fancied him to do it, especially with West Ham being in this sandwich spot where they have a huge game against Sevilla. Yes, Liverpool have a big game as well in the Champions League, but they are 2-0 up. And Sevilla versus West Ham is the first leg of a last 16 tie. This is with West Ham coming off a loss in the midweek in the FA Cup where they played a full strength team and Liverpool fully rotated to get past Norwich. So for me, it's very, very difficult to see West Ham being competitive in this game. And I think that Liverpool will be able to cover the minus one point five. Asian handicap line. This is largely down to the amount of goals that Liverpool are scoring. They are so free scoring at the moment. They've won six games in a row in the league coming into this, and they have actually covered this Asian handicap line, this minus 1.5 Asian handicap line, in five of those six wins. So we're riding the data, we're riding the informed team, we're riding Liverpool here as a lock. Liverpool minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line at the price of even money plus 100. That's it for me. In this edition of the EPL show, I'll be back in midweek. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.